out because of foreign wars we wage. More to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the dancing wind. Right to self-defense They say you're stable but they don't make sense Dangerous one will not turn into guns All we need to know is that think that we're a peace-loving people, but the philosopher could have been speaking of our dead as much as any other. We have, in fact, sent our young men and women into the crucible of ten significant wars and countless smaller engagements in a mere 244 years. Today, today is a day that we've set aside to honor those among us who have worn the uniform and took the fight to the enemy. In engagements like World War II, Korea, Vietnam, the Horn of Africa, the Middle East, the Balkans, Central America, and many other lesser-known theaters of war. Veterans Day is not just a square on a calendar with a little American flag in the corner. It's a reminder to those of us who have never worn the uniform of the debt that we owe to those who have stood a post who stood on a wall and done so on our behalf. It's up to us, you and me and everyone else who claims citizenship of this great nation, to make sure that when these brave souls do return home to us, when they hang up their uniforms, when they try to move on with their lives, it's up to us to make sure that we look after them, that we keep the promises that have been made as they have sacrificed so much of themselves in our name. 
So today, today's a day for the nation to ask a question. Are we being true to our veterans? Ladies and gentlemen, the time of this live broadcast is November the 11th. It's 2020. It is Veterans Day. And thank you for joining me and another great American who's on the line with me right now, Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, how are you this fine Veterans Day? Doing well, doing well. And as always, uh, on this particular day, we always uh, thank our veterans for their sacrifice, their service. And, um, you know, folks like me think they don't get thanked enough, uh, especially um, man. Um, although in recent years, things have gotten better. But uh, anyway, to answer your original question, I'm doing quite well. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear that, sir. Uh, obviously, we still continue to go down the uh, the rabbit hole of what is 2020, and we've gone everywhere from a unwanted export uh, China virus to uh, murder hornets to no Hollywood major production, which actually was kind of nice to get a breather, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, here we are. Now we faced the election. Everything's happened just like we expected it would. There were world-class levels of fraud perpetrated by experts at it, but they leave just enough doubt to keep everybody riled up. But they keep enough of the evidence hidden away. It's going to make it an uphill climb to rectify that situation. And the media has coronated the new king, and the social media if you simply say elections are decided by the electoral votes, then they put a little sticker on your post. And if you flat out tell the truth about how this is a stolen election, they kick you out the door faster than a prostitute gets booted out of church on Sunday. It's just – it's uncalled for. It's ridiculous, and it is a chore, sir. It is a chore to maintain – my sanity. <laughs> I hope you're faring better on that count. Blunga, blunga. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, I, I'm I'm um, <clears throat> I think that uh, what what's happening, and the left is unaware of this because they're so fixated on their lies and deception and thinking that they're getting away with everything with their friends from Fox Media. And the other leftist uh, ghoulish uh, media outposts that they become so emboldened in their actions. Uh, affidavits are going to be dropping tomorrow. Next week, I think uh, they're not going to be uh, so cocky. I really think that, um, like many other instances where they've counted the Donald out, he's going to be back. He'll be back. Um, and maybe one of the reasons why I remain so focused and so positive, despite the avalanche of, um, I guess, news and developments to the contrary, is because I know, like you do, Tim, that the Donald has to be uh, allowed to continue as president. He has to if uh, we expect to even ha continue to have a chance of a decent life in this republic and uh, for our children – and in the future, children's children to have um, a good life in this, this 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 country. It is down to that. At one time, you'd say, "Well, you know, this is the most important election in our in our country's history." 
but never before, before the days of Ali Obama, were we at a position where, well, if this guy's not reelected, we're done. It's over. Kaput. And I'm talking about uh, our religious liberties, our Second Amendment, the wall, the economy, you name it. It's screwed. If Joe Biden is installed the, the worst candidate in American history, and I cannot believe that Joe Biden had that many votes in reality, and if he did, I, I don't know. I, I think there has been too, there's too much evidence that's going to be brought out where votes were switched electronically. I and I'm sure you've seen the videos of people manually changing votes, tearing up. Uh, ballots, switching them and putting them, uh, blocking people from seeing them, um, <clears throat> the ballots that is. And in Detroit, I listened to a 17-minute video yesterday where the female beast, the, the, the black female beast was bragging to her underlings at the polling station in downtown Detroit about how they, and they were laughing about how they're cheating and well, you know, the old implied six-foot rule, it's not law, it is implied. But all we have to do is threaten to call the police, and they'll keep them and keep those Republicans 12 feet. Or, and so what they did was they have them against a wall. They're three feet from the wall, and you can't come behind them because, whoop, that's, uh, that's within six feet. You can't do it. And so they're kept at bay, and therefore the, the people got a chance to cheat like crazy then in filthy Delphia, Detroit, and elsewhere, you've got hundreds of thousands of ballots brought in, boxed in, and they got away with what they tried to get away with in Florida in the last election, um, during the 16 election or the 15 election. And so uh, they just did what they tried for Hillary on a much larger scale, and they got caught. And it's all going to come out in the wash, Tim. That's all, you know, that's, it's a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. And it, it, and if, if you look at it from one direction, man, it looks horrible. But the good news is that unlike in the past, we have a president that's like, you know what? It's balls to the wall. We're, we're, we're going to fight this thing all the way to the end. And even if, let's say if for some retarded reason, Joe actually got more votes. The system, it still needs to be investigated to be cleaned out. The system needs cleaning anyway. So I, it's, but I'm optimistic. I I have not uh, dropped one percentage point below the level of optimism I had the last time I was, I was on your show before the election because they cheated. It's not like I was wrong. They cheated their way to more numbers. Yeah. Well, I, again, I have no doubt about that either, and I think there's plenty of evidence out there, and I'm very optimistic about the positive outturn too. My uh, level of frustration comes from uh, situations uh, like with certain major newspapers in the country running an article <laughs> saying that, hey, this guy who filled out an affidavit has now recanted his story, said he made the whole thing up. Not so true. don't listen. Don't listen to those conservatives when they point him out. Meanwhile, he's wherever he can get telling everybody who will listen, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> 
And the problem there is, Ron, as you know as well as I do, there are a lot of folks out there that the only coverage of this story they're going to see is going to be the version where he changed his story and he lied about it and there is no fraud. They're blatantly out there saying there's no evidence of fraud anywhere. I mean, I know you've seen the headlines. I know everybody who's listening has seen it, and it's got to be driving everybody nuts. It's not the outcome. We expected it. We knew they were going to try to pull the scrap. From the minute they started talking about the red mirage, we knew what was coming. Yeah, they've got their plan in motion. What they did in 2016 was a, a dry run trying to develop new techniques for cheating, and they feel like they've accomplished it. But just the blatant embrace it's it's just downright un-American, and that feels dirty any day of the year, Ron, but it feels particularly dirty today, uh, it being Veterans Day, because these people sacrifice so much for this nation, and this is the thanks they're getting. We do need a Donald Trump to keep fighting. We do need for these people to realize that there are enough people paying attention now that we're on to your game, and they need to be made aware of that there's enough people that typically lean just slightly to the left that usually vote Democrat, who've been casual observers, who haven't been paying attention, who are also starting to pay attention and saying, wait a damn minute. This ain't right. This isn't the Democrat Party I want to be part of. We just need to hit Operation Warp Speed, not on bringing a vaccine, but Operation Warp Speed of waking up America. Instead of being woke, we need to be woke up. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the good news. You just hit on it right there. As more and more people who, I don't know how they ever got to that point, who thought the Democrat Party was uh, had some moral character, it technically never did. Um, it just wasn't exposing itself to the degree that it is now. And to prove my case, um, check out Lyndon Baines Johnson and the um, moral, his moral capabilities or whatever moral attitude, and that of Woodrow Wilson. Anyway. The but 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 you're you're right, Tim. It's 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 crazy and it's all of those things. But these people who are the Democrats who were in a dream world, thinking the Democrat Party was okay, but now they realize, oh, it's now horrible after all these years. Well, that's good. You know, we'll take it, and it's going to be just more than enough people to uh, push things in the other direction. And the good news, man, I can't wait. As these things are examined in court, you get some trials going on. You get what happens and what happens when things go to court, Tim? Evidence. What happens to the evidence? It is put on display. There you go. Big hebum. Then you have big hebum problem for uh, the other side. If all the truth gets out, many people, um, especially are going to be heartbroken. The leftists, the hardcore leftists, they're going to be heartbroken in the not-too-distant future. Uh, they're going to be some of their big heroes going to jail because it's one thing to cheat you know, the way they've been cheating over the years traditionally. But this stuff, this stuff is the level that uh, – to the level of if they were to continue and succeed and get their way in the, in the long run, they could literally bring down this nation. And it is not yet time for this nation to go down. It, it just isn't. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know what it looks like. I'm not stupid. 
I have very good eyesight and a very good under, a grasp of the issues. But I know, I also know what I know, what I know, what I know. And it is not even time. We're not at that at that point of the age. I know there are some Christians running around. It's the end of the, it's that time. It's judgment. This, that, and the other. <laughs> you know. So what? They, so what? They're running around saying that. Even even Jeffers has punked out. Pastor Jeffers of Dallas has punked out and 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 has gone to the other side. Uh, okay, we've got. Congrat. Well, congratulations, uh, Joe Biden. Ignoring all what's going on, Netanyahu has exposed himself. I finally get it. What a, a gentleman told me years ago, a Jewish fr- good friend of mine, because uh, you know I always looked at Netanyahu as a hero. And I remember one time when Netanyahu came to speak here in Metro Detroit, and I couldn't wait. Oh yeah, I, I get to meet Netanyahu tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he pulled my coat. He says, "Look, Ron, he's not what you think he is." He knows what to say, and yes, he, he's not like American Democrats. He does love Israel, but he has certain leanings, and he will do certain things or say certain things, and it will, it will, it will get under your skin. Well, this is one of them. When he turned around yesterday and congratulated Joe Biden, I mean the darn thing is not even settled yet. Joe Biden doesn't even – no longer has 270. Yes, they show two, 290. On Fox, but if you look at the truth on Newsmax, he now has 259, and Trump has come up to, I think, 234, somewhere thereabouts. So neither one of them are the winner, technically. But see, the rest of the dragon media is not, as you point out, they're not telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. They continue to peddle their lies, and the incurably ignorant masses continue to eat at that trough. But millions have left Fox and are tuning in elsewhere. Yeah. And guess what? That that in the long run that will bode well for you and for me too because we're truth we're truth tellers. It's going to bode well. It's just spreading out, it's just switching people from one place to another. That same percentage of truth seekers and it's it's all gonna come out in the wash, man. I, I I um all I all I all I can say is to you and your listeners, everyone listening, do not allow come into your minds. Do not allow it. If you do speak out, just just push it to the side and declare the truth that this America will not go down this time. Joe Biden in the long run will not be our president. That the truth will come out and there will be justice. This is the, these are the things we have to speak out into the atmosphere because there is power in words. God gave us words for a reason. And before he created earth, he spoke about it first. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and he coughed too. But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about he that. His, he cleared his throat. But, uh, uh, seriously, though, Tim, everything you do, everything you've done positive in your life, you you first spoke of it because it was first an idea. Yeah. Before you be, before you began this talk show, I know, even if you only spoke to God about it, you spoke of the idea of doing a talk show. Somebody, and I'm speaking the idea of this republic not going down for the count now. It is not the time. 
we're not we're not there. There are certain things, even if you want to go biblical and want to go that way, that have not happened yet for that type of an end to come yet. We're not there. And I know I disappoint some of my friends who are sitting on their Samsonites waiting for that, uh, you know, that flyaway doctrine to kick to kick in. And some friends have have, have, have told me that you know to, where to go too because of that. Um, they they you know like I said they say well this is judgment on America this is an evil place, and I tell them Tim, if this is judgment on America and America is such an evil place then the rest of the planet should have already been torched. Because with all of America's foibles, guess what? The reason why people are driving cars in China, the reason why you have Samsonite, not Samsonite, but uh, all the great companies in, in Japan and elsewhere throughout the world, South Korea, we started all of that. We started the world on massive prosperity for the masses. And if you know if they want to play that game, how many abortions has China had? How many people did Mao murder? I mean, you want to go I mean, when these people they throw this into my face, and you know the old saw about America's racism and all of that i, I tim I, I I have to you know sometimes I have to ask these people, are you retarded? <laughs> Are you retarded? Have you do you know do you not know anything about history before America? And since America, oh by the way, what's going on in Venezuela? What's going on now with the the slavery in 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 the Middle East and so on and so on. Like I said, in order for America to go down in that in that manner, the rest of the world should have been torched 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, we we have our trials that we have to face, and uh, we we have raised our voice in prayer, lots and lots of us, uh, most of us quite earnestly. Uh, I do think a judgment is coming, but it's not a judgment against America. It's a judgment against those who would commit crimes against the idea of America. There you so, go. So I am uh, fully in agreement with you, sir, uh, as far as what you're saying. It just – it's so frustrating to see such blatant and bold lies. I mean they've literally taken uh, the playbook uh, right out of uh, the Nazis' playbook of, okay, there is no more news. There's just propaganda, and now we're just going to tell you flat-out lies. We're going to keep repeating it, and we're going to go beyond gaslighting and just instruct you with uh, – what, what, what is it the leftists are calling it now? Uh, Oh, I, the term escapes me, but uh, where they get aggressive in your face and challenge you and eventually try to force you to agree with them. Uh, adversarial conditioning, I think, or something <laughs> like that. Like, uh, come on, guys. <laughs> so if you're a normal person and you're trying to get away from the crazy people, okay, yeah, I'll say it, whatever. <laughs> but again, that's the power of those words you were talking about because as soon as you say that, then it's in your head. And that's the first step towards rewiring. So yeah, we've we've got to resist on so many levels. And and the next topic I want to address with you again is with this crazy legacy media, where they decided to go and start presenting their own levels of enemy list, and where they've started trying to warn us if we are ride or die for the president that maybe we should wonder how that might look to potential employers. 
all that insanity. But before we get into that, need to go ahead and take the mid-hour break, Ron, because as you know, time flies when you're having good conversation, which we've been doing. And my, 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 I look at the clock, and uh, it, it is flying faster than usual. So if you will kindly stay right where you are, and if all you great listeners will kindly stay where you are, uh, we'll take this quick break, and then uh, we'll come right back on the other side. Ever since the pilgrims migrated to our North American shores, God was an integral part of society. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. From the days of infancy of our republic, God's promise in the biblical passage, 2 Chronicles 7.14, that he will hear the cry of a repentant and humble people and will heal their land, has motivated many American leaders to call citizens to prayer. In 1775, as it began the process of forming a new nation, the Continental Congress called for a day of prayer. At critical junctures during the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln called for the Republic to fast and pray. In 1952, President Truman signed a bill establishing an annual National Day of Prayer. Recently, President Trump called for a National Day of Prayer in which millions of Americans, including yours truly, engaged in prayer for our Republic and sought forgiveness for our individual and national sins. I believe that because of the obedience of God's remnant of believers, there will be a resurgence of greatness in our nation. It will be so profound that America will once again be the envy of the world. A great republic, if we can keep it. I'm Ron Edwards. Enjoy the Ron Edwards American Experience talk show on WCET Radio. Dot com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Hello and welcome to your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. So, are you getting too much or too little sleep to rest your brain? According to the National Sleep Foundation, too much sleep can be just as bad as too little sleep for you. Scientists think that about seven hours sleep is the optimum for refreshing the body. Here are some tips. Go to bed at the same time every day. Keep your bedroom cool and turn off the television. This has been your Veterans Tip of the Day. I'm Dan Perkins. Become a WCET Late Nighter today. What is a late nighter, you ask? A late nighter is a loyal listener who wants access to the WCET radio shows on demand and wants to contribute to the station's growth with an annual or monthly listener contribution. Late-nighters also get priority access to host call-in shows, special WCET swag, and late-nighter-only events on the network. Become an annual late-nighter and get a free WCET Stop the Censorship t-shirt sent directly to you all over the world. Just click one of Become a Late-nighter buttons all over WCETradio.com to subscribe. Without you, there is no us. I listen to WCET every day because it's the most tremendous radio station in America. You heard the man. Nothing better. WCET FM talk radio like no other. Yes, that's right. Uh, it is the talk of Columbia, South Carolina. It, it is powerful around the world. 
We talk about literally everything, and we are live simulcasting this first hour with WCET. So you can hear us anywhere, WCETradio.com. You can hear us on WCET, the app. You can hear us if you're driving around Columbia, South Carolina. And the best part is you're getting to hear Ron Edwards as he's joining me right here. Uh, Ron, before we uh, do the usual uh Roll back in. I do want to give a quick shout out because I changed my roll in format a little bit for Veterans Day. So I want to give shout outs to the folks that are hanging out in the chat room real quick. We got Bigfoot, blogger extraordinaire. You can check out his stuff over at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. We got Bringing It Boy in the house who was fashionably late to the party, as is usual. But that's just part of what makes him so cool. And usually when Bringing It Boy is around, that also means that there's a really good chance that. His lovely wife is also listening, who happens to be a great radio talk show host herself. Uh, you can go over to Spreaker, and you can look up Ideas Are Bulletproof, and you will find a fantastic show. I'm going to leave it just like that. We've also got Crazy Cajun in the house. He's over here making sure the simulcast rolls off without a hitch. Believe you me, I don't make it easy for him. The man deserves a million dollars an hour for the work he does. Uh, I unfortunately don't have anywhere near that much if I was going to pay him, and thankfully he doesn't make me. Uh, we've also got uh, Chief in the house, host of Simple Facts of Life. And um, you know, to those of you that are hanging out in this chat room right now who happen to be veterans, and I know there is a few of you, uh, thank you for your service uh, always, not just today, but Today, I want to make a special point of saying it on air. Thank you for what you've done for this country. And uh, Ron, before we uh, get back into the conversation, please let everybody know where they can find your work. Please tune in, ladies and gentlemen, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on WCET Radio. Also, we do it again on uh, uh, Fridays at uh, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on WCET Radio, as well as 7 uh, on Sundays. We're here at 2 p.m. on WCET Radio. Also, you can hear my show and rebroadcast on the Nevada Talk Network. That's at uh, 5 p.m. Saturdays on the Nevada Talk Network, and you can look it up there. And also, you can catch me on AmericaMatters.us. That is 11, no, 1, 1 p.m., Eastern Standard Time on AmericaMatters.us and catch my columns also. Go over to um, um, America Out Loud um, and also News with Views uh, weekly uh, columns of mine as well. And we've got some announcements coming up in the near future for more stations for the what's called the Edwards Notebook Commentary, which is heard on many stations throughout the country already. And you can check out more about yours truly and go to theronedwards.com. That's my website uh, where you'll see some articles of mine there as well as much as a lot of other good stuff and something called a wall um, if you are of a praying nature as well. There you go, Tim. All right. Well, uh, as to be expected, you seem to be rather busy, sir. All right. Uh, you know, I, I came across this story yesterday, and it was just it, – it kept me fuming. 
and I'm still fuming. I talked about it last night uh, to a great extent and probably more than I should, quite honestly, but it, it's so ridiculous. Now, let, let me set the stage first by saying, of course, we heard AOC and certain other uh, <clears throat> prominent – uh, air quotes being used here. Air quotes work really well on the radio, by the way. But uh, prominent voices on the left uh, making the little commentaries, making it clear that they wanted accountability after the election. They wanted to make sure people were documenting who had said what, who had stood in the way. But then what really took it to the next level for me, Ron, was when CNN was running a Chiron listing the GOP senators who had not yet called Joe Biden to congratulate him. Oh, wine sniffle hurt. Well, well you know, they're, they're being crybabies about it, right, but… Ron, that is a call to action. That is literally saying, hey, Antifa thugs, those of you that are actually halfway competent and can go hurt somebody, here's your next target. No, well, guess what? That is it means it's time now for those on the right to put on our grown-up pants. We have to show that we, we can be just as crazy, in fact, crazier than they are. And yes, I know the holier-than-thou folks will say, oh, Ron, you're so wrong. You should kiss their butts instead. Don't anger them. Well, I'm sorry. The more you allow them to get away with doing crap, the more they're going to do. It's just, it, it's it's like a a dripping a dripping faucet. You allow it to drip 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 drip. It becomes worse and worse and worse. You allow these fools, these numbskulls, these knuckle draggers to get away with this. They're only doing this stuff because we've allowed it for so long. It just and it, you think by not doing anything on our side, they're going to back off. No, they are empowered. Like I said, uh, in, in a related kind of a, a way, look at major cities, Tim, that recently boarded up their businesses. Again, mm. if I were mayor, I would tell all the businesses, hey, guess what? Especially the one with the biggest glass windows, take the wood down. Take that crap down now. You know why I would say that? Because I would fully instruct my police officers, and I would even have the National Guard on standby with permission, well, if I got the, the governor to agree, but with or without the, 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 the agreement of the governor, I would have my policemen on the ready that when they – whoever starts it, as soon as – whenever, boom, snatch them up. Snatch them up, snatch them up, and put them in jail. Don't even identify them. Put them in jail. Don't even worry about who they are. Throw their behinds in jail. If I could, I'd get them lost in the system so they'd be in there a while. <laughs> but seriously, I would take action and dare them to crack, a, drop a glass on the street. Seriously. That's the approach you have to take. And if you think I'm blowing smoke, go back and check out how Rudy Giuliani cleaned up New York City. Go back and see how Richard Daly cleaned up when they tried to riot like that in 1968 in, in Chicago. Go back to Kent State, Kent State University in Ohio, when those glass-throwing 
bottles of urine-throwing students continue to abuse the National Guard soldiers that were there. Guess what? They they're, they're, they're clamored out the sounds of a few rifles, and guess what? After that, there were no college riots for many years, many years. And had they kept up the threat of real, unadulterated enforcement of the law and protecting of the innocent and property, we wouldn't be where we are today. And it has to be, no matter how some of them will try to stiffen up and think, well, we keep pressing, they'll back down eventually, and then we'll get judges and this, that, and the other. No. We have to be the ones to put our put the pedal to the metal. And <clears throat> that's how you deal, deal with it. It's not about just, oh, if you're a believer, just praying and, 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 and pray that, you know, there'll be, there'll be a change of heart. No. On a societal level, no, you take out the garbage. Then you pray for their souls. Mm-hmm. After you lock them up, after you lock them up, you send in, you send in ministers, you know, and those that want to talk to the minister, they can have nice conversations. But we're talking about when you're doing wrongful actions like that, it's got to be dealt with. I mean, I would do that. I would tell the people, don't worry about it. That's expensive. It makes our town look ugly. Take that crap down. And by the way, we're going to have a very nice Christmas season too. And I would dare those thugs to do anything because I would be in, I would support the police. I would not be encouraging knuckle draggers right. by telling police officers to, to cluster on corners and watch these knuckle draggers who are communist, God-hating inspired knuckle draggers, thugs, to destroy. Our cities and our capital, our capital, this is the most powerful nation on earth. It is a beautiful city. Washington, D.C. is, is a beautiful place to, 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 to behold. Building's a little too short for my taste, but it is a beautiful city none, nonetheless. And yet, it's all boarded up, and excuse the term, think about who's, who the mayor is, looks niggerish. It looks like the hood. Because it's all boarded up and crappy because this niggerish mayor says it's okay. And I, I spoke to those police officers. A lot of them are not happy. They are not happy. The You talk about morale. Oh, come on, man. It, it, it's, it's just changing how we deal with this stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't disagree with any of that, Ron, and that's not even the point. We've already talked about what you can uh, expect. You can expect very, very poor behavior from a generation of kids that uh, had timeouts instead of uh, getting whoopings, that uh, got participation (laughs) trophies instead of having to earn recognition. You can expect that. The problem here is you literally have legacy news media outlets, people that are Old enough that they did get the whoopings, or at least they uh, should have. Uh, old enough that they should know better. And their blatant hypocrisy – I mean that's the part that I'm still just pulling my hair out over. It's so obvious. It's so right there, and it's almost as if we're stuck in the story of the emperor's new clothes because there is literally full-faced, blatant – Yes. Clear, nude lies. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Tim. 
let me ask you this. Go ahead. Well, before I ask you, you're, you're a thousand percent true, but I, I'm going out on a limb here, and I pray you give me the right answer. But in your household, I, I'd be willing to bet. If I were a betting man, I would bet a whole lot on the fact that you are countering the bull capital S with a hit with your children, with the truth. You are telling them the truth, right? Yes. Okay. Now, that happened with me. My dad told me the truth. He deprogrammed me when I came in from school. I did the same with my, with my son. Hopefully he'll do the same whenever he gets married and has a son. And so on and so on. We have, we are, God's going to hold us parents very responsible for how we directed our nation by how we directed the information that goes into our children, at least tried to counter. But most Christian parents don't do that. All they do is send their children out. They allow them to get programmed. Then they wonder why they don't want to go to church. They don't want to even say grace around the table. They, they, they wonder why they grow up a certain way, but yet they never took the time to counter what is going on. And that's one – by countering what is going on, that is also part of the plan to redirect our nation in the right direction. We have to do our part. Yes, we pray. We do all that good stuff. But we have to find any way whether it's with our children, other little things we can do. There's so many ways. You're doing it. You got your talk show. I have mine. I have my commentaries. We're doing this stuff. And God is, is going to honor that. I, 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 I really believe that just like he honored the very small minority who uh, engaged in the revolution that began the United States of America. It wasn't the majority of the people. Most of them wanted to stay hooked with uh, England. England was was literally the best thing going on earth at the time. It was. And they were they didn't want to upset the apple cart. They were like, oh, my God, what are these guys doing? It never raised to above, I think it was 13% of the entire population when you include those that are active all the way to just supporters. 13% of the population. With, with many, a larger percentage who were loyalists to the crown. Okay, look today. It almost squares out to the same thing. Actually, it's about nearly 50% of Americans today who are loyalists to America and to God. And you can go by the voting numbers. Over seven, over 70 million voters, actually it's probably a lot more than that, and that's going to come out in the wash. But just for argument's sake, the way this, the, the, numbers, the numbers are allowed to stand right now, it's way over 13% on our side. The difference is our percentage has to be as active as the 13% that caused the, sh the shot heard around the world. We do that with a greater percentage than they had at that for that time, and it's in the bag. First of all, God does not want this nation to go down at this time. It's not in his plan, but we, the people, have to do our part. It's about doing, hearing the word and, and doing. 
It's not just about hearing and praying and, you know, until your throat hurts. <laughs> it's about being active and doing what you know to do, wherever it is. There are so many areas in which we can positively f- affect what the left call the struggle, struggle. Okay, you want to use the word struggle. We're in the struggle. We're in the war. I, 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 I prefer war because it's, it's meant to be won. Their asses are meant to be kicked. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's a done deal. Yeah, I mean, again, you're you're absolutely right. It, it does come down to people stepping up and not just uh, letting somebody else fight the fight. I think part of uh, what we've seen is a lot of people were content to step back and let Donald Trump fight the fight uh, on their behalf. Uh, we have to make sure that we realize, too, exactly what it is we're fighting for, and we have to carry that banner high and proud. We're fighting for the principles that this nation was built on. We're fighting for individual liberty. Uh, and whether we're literally fighting or if we're just fighting with words uh, on digital platforms and printed media or uh, right here over a microphone over the airwaves, however we're choosing to do that, that is still ha- – it remains the focus. We're fighting for a great nation that was founded on principles that will lead to true equity that will lead to true equality. Now, did we get there right out the gate? Clearly not. People are flawed. We know this. But to live up to the promises made in the founding documents, you don't trash it all and embrace Marxism. That doesn't get you there. That's going in the opposite direction. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, it, it's so true. I mean, it's... Uh... It, it, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to trash it and and uh, put it into the uh, ash heap of uh, history via Marxism, and which borders on retarded. It really does. So you're complaining about a problem, but you want to produce something that is a hundred times worse. I it, it it's it's laughable, it's retarded, it's all those things, and that is why I know they're going to fail. Retards cannot win. I mean, retards cannot win a war. I'm sorry. And they're retarded. They have a retarded philosophy. And as long as we do not do like they did during the Bolsheviks and act like, oh, because we have a better ideas on our side, we're, it's, it's going to work out on its own. No, no, uh-uh. nope, 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 nope. I believe that 70% of all the tr- political tragedies that have occurred around the planet since the days of John Dewey could have been avoided if only the people that were good and decent and believed in freedom and and things of that nature would have stood their ground and would have fought toe-to-toe back then. I I really believe that because that's what it has come down to. You turn the population into weak and droopy daffodils, even if only in their minds, and that's how you get them. And they have been trying for eons to try to get the American people to go along with their madness. And they finally think they they got it because they got enough people believing in the lies and refusing to look at anything at anything other than the lying networks. They've got them so brainwashed in school that they are the actual bigots 
that they claim everyone else is, and they're so bigoted that they're self-containing themselves from seeking or accepting the truth when they hear it or if somebody tries to hand them something to read. And that that's where parents have to do what they can do so that even if Johnny or Mary gets uh, brainwashed at school, because you put the nucleus of truth in them, they may waver, but they will not permanently depart. And so, you know, that's why I didn't go off the, the, the deep end, because of what my father put in me before he died when I was 12. He did his job in that regard. Now, if, now if I could be prevented from going to Nutsville from 12, and I went through hell after my father died. People want me to write a book about that that crap. And so, and if that wasn't enough to push me over the edge and to become a bitter crime crime lord or something like that, out of bitterness because of the, the pain I suffered after my father died, you know, but but it's because of seeds my dad planted in me. And this is the kind of stuff that we as fathers and mothers should be doing all across the country so that when cuz cuz you know Satan's workers are everywhere. They're all through the schools and in the churches. Oh, did I say that? In the churches? Oh, I did. But they're everywhere. They're everywhere and in the media. You got you've got to curtail what your children are seeing in the media. And in, their, in the movies and, and what they're watching and what they're getting into on the computers. You cannot be like the idiot parents, I hate to say this, Tim, again, in Tennessee that said, yep, 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 okay, we promise we won't, we, 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 we won't uh, uh, look at what you're te- teaching our children's, children's. We'll, we'll look the other way. And stick to it. They had to sign an agreement. I got to tell you, though, Ron, the accent down here was a little bit more like what I'm saying right now than than that one that you were playing. But, uh, but yeah, and and to make it worse, Ron, just just as a point of fact, we got uh, a notification today that the uh, uh, middle school uh, here in town uh, has made the determination due to the uh, explosion of COVID-19 cases that uh, we're now moving completely to virtual learning for the remainder of the year, uh, which generally means that the rest of the county will probably be following suit within the next week and a half. So we're almost back to having to peek in and see what's going on. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's you're right. It's crazy stuff. People need to be more involved. Uh, and what's really kind of weird about that, Ron, is I remember growing up, the teachers wanted you to be more involved. They were upset when the parents weren't more involved. In fact, some people even accused some of them of wanting the, t- the parents to do their job for them. Uh, I never had a teacher that fell in that category, but I heard other people complain about it. Um, I don't know that that was the case. It may have just been uh, where the, somebody would rather stay home and watch TV than pay for <laughs> kids. I don't know. Uh, but the point is I remember when teachers wanted more involvement, and now it's like, well, we want you to give us some money and volunteer to do some stuff to help us raise some money. But um, don't don't pay any attention to what we're actually 
pumping inside the brains over here. We don't want you to know about that. Uh, Ron, we are quickly running out of time. Uh, sadly, it always goes by too fast, especially if I'm running a minute or two late because of technical glitches, which I always seem to do either Tuesday or Wednesday. It had been on Tuesdays mostly, so I knew I was in trouble yesterday when everything went off without a hitch. But, uh, Ron, again, I want to thank you so much for joining me, and uh, I definitely want to uh, – I know I don't need to tell you this, but, sir, keep up all the great work you're doing and keep people honest. Uh, we need more people doing that, and uh, hopefully we can get to carry on the job of converting more people to the uh, the recognition of – I don't know. We need a new word. We need a new word, Ron. Hypocrisy isn't strong enough anymore, and they're like doing hypocrisy cubed or – I mean hypocrisy to the – Tenth power. I don't know. We need a new word to cover what they're up to. But thank you, sir, for being here, and uh, look forward to us getting together again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim, for uh, uh, the invite for for tolerating me and uh, inviting me back. Each time I hang up, I say, "Boy, did I say that?" And he still invites me back. And uh, uh, you know, one miracles never cease. And uh, in that regard, uh, I thanks, man. I thank you very much. Seriously, for what you do, and it's because of folks like you that I wake up every morning very optimistic about the the future of this republic. So, and I say that in all seriousness, and uh, I really appreciate you and, and all the great warriors out there, and uh, just urge you to keep it up and uh, keep walking with God, and it's all it's going to be great. It's going to be great, my friend. All right, sir. I I don't doubt you for a second. I just. I kind of want to take a deep breath and uh, pause for a moment before we uh, push through what we have to to get to that other side because it's it's going to be it's going to be some stuff. But thank yep. you, Ron, and uh, like I said, keep it up and uh, have a great evening, sir. Take care. See you next time. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Ron Edwards. He is the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook that you can hear right here every time I broadcast, at least a couple of times if you're listening uh, live at BTR uh, or if you're listening to the podcast after the fact. And, of course, he's also the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. And, uh, man, I, I got to tell you, just phenomenal host. Always has great guests on, too. Uh, just good guy. If you're not already reading his uh, articles, if you're not visiting, go to theronedwards.com and uh, get caught up on your homework. In the meanwhile, I've got to reset the hour because most of the radio stations that rebroadcast the show do it in one hour increments. So uh, we'll do this little uh, ease into the next hour and we will reset. Uh, if you're here at BTR, don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll continue right after this. And if you are listening at WCET Radio right now, the simulcast ends, but the show stays live after that. So I'm not telling you to leave WCET right now, but if you wanted to stay with me, I am talking to Sheriff Joe Arpaio in the second hour, uh, near the uh, second half. So be sure to come back and join me then. In the meanwhile, you guys, you know, you know the thing. <laughs> you know the thing. Now, seriously, if you really want to tap into the truth, you've got to use your brain. You know that. Stay safe, stay healthy, be smart, even if it goes against your nature. And uh, have a great one, guys.
smell the dust, feel the sun, fingers switch just above the gun, hear the wind cross the plain, there is no fear that I must contain, and I'm in the eye of the See the sweat across his brow. I'm poised to draw in eternal now. The fastest one is the one who's slain. I still stand, got the better aim. And I'm in the eye of the
Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. I do hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful, uh, most of the time, sort of kind of almost maybe peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rogan County, Tennessee. And uh, for the benefit of those of you that are listening to the rebroadcast, or if you're listening to the podcast uh, a little later on, uh, just as a reminder, you've already heard me if you're listening to the podcast and still here because this is the second hour of a live broadcast that takes place uh, in this occasion on November the 11th, 2020. It's a few brief moments after 8 p.m. Eastern at the moment, and it is Veterans Day. I started off the first hour uh, completely skipping that little uh, intro that I normally do right there, uh, the one you heard, uh, blah, 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 scripty, 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 although I don't really have an actual script, which is why I deviate from it on occasion. Uh, but um, I started out with an acknowledgement that uh, our veterans have done a great deal for us, and we may not necessarily be doing the best job of holding up our end of the deal. Now, this is a message that I have brought across the airwaves on multiple occasions, and, and I don't just save it for Veterans Days and Memorial Day. I, I've been known to say it every time some outrageous story about the VA comes along, and every time some ridiculous uh, set of circumstances for one of our uh, great men and women who've worn uniforms are being mistreated, uh, even at just a personal level by some snot-nosed little kid that uh, doesn't understand the sacrifices that have been made by wearing that uniform and putting yourself in harm's way. So it is still at the time of the live broadcast, Veterans Day, and I once again want to thank each and every person who has ever put on that uniform, especially those of you who put on that uniform and went to a forward operating area. I want to thank you for everything that you've done in, in the name of this country because even when you didn't know me or who I am, I know you did that for me the same as you did it for every other American and sadly – Far too few appreciate that, and if we had 99.99%, that would still be far too few appreciating what you've done. And the best part about it is most of the veterans that I know personally, they don't see themselves as heroes. They don't see themselves as being – particularly worthy of a great deal of praise, or even sometimes they're even embarrassed by the thank you for your service from someone who truly, genuinely means it, and you can feel the authenticity. It's not just a, oh, well, I'm supposed to say something, aren't I? I, I hate it when I hear people do that, and I've unfortunately heard way too many people do that. So just know, veterans, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening in, all you veterans hanging out in the chat room and the folks who were there earlier, again, thank you. What you've done. And speaking of the chat room, right now in the BTR chat room, I have Bigfoot, blogger extraordinaire. And again, I remind you, I do not throw that word around lightly, but hey, if you doubt me, if you question me, you don't believe me, guess what? Booyah. Here's a challenge. Do some homework. Go check it out for yourself. Visit a Visit, I started to say blog talk. I was like, no, that's not where he's at. Visit bigfootsplace.blogspot.com and read, and you won't doubt me on that again. 
We've also got Bringing It Boy in the house. And uh, with Bringing It Boy, that means that Suzette is nearby as well. She is, of course, the host of Suzette Live. You can find that over at Spreaker.com. You go to Spreaker.com, and if you don't already have it earmarked where you're already listening, then shame on you. But if you need to look it up, look for the Ideas Are Bulletproof Network. You will find a fantastic show. We've also got Chief, a host of a great show himself. That show is titled Simple Facts of Life. You can find him at blogtalkradio.com. Go to that search bar. You can just put in QMC, USN. That'll take you right to him. But if you happen to be listening while you're driving around or if you're just super busy right now and want to come back later and you can't remember that, put in Simple Facts of Life. That's easy enough to remember. You'll have to scroll down a little bit, but you'll find the show. And uh, it is always worth the listen, I promise. I want to give a quick shout out to a few folks that aren't here. I want to thank Annie Ubelis uh, again for joining me yesterday. Uh, she was on with me for the bigger part of an hour in the second hour of the broadcast yesterday, and uh, we had a pretty good conversation. And I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it as always. I just I, I truly wish I had more time to get together with some of these other hosts uh, who are super busy themselves and doing all these things, but Annie is always a great conversation. If you happen to have missed it, by all means, please go back and check it out. Uh, And if you're doing so, I would ask you to to actually go back and listen to the archives over at Spreaker uh, because I've got that monetized. (laughs) It's the same show, but yeah, you'll have to listen to a few commercials along the way. Ooh, how terrible is that? (laughs) But but please do listen to the commercials too because – I need those impressions to to get anything. All right. Uh, All that aside, these times, man, I mean, it is so crazy right now. Not like you haven't heard a million other people say that since January of this year, right? But uh, I I just – I have such a hard time coping with the blatant, clear distortion and – The full-on effort by the legacy media and by social media, the tech giants, to try and prevent even a question of their narrative now. They're coming after our right to speak freely. Now… Right now, Parler is doing great. They've had a huge insurgence. I was reading earlier that Gab just had a huge uh, insurgence as well. Um, you've uh, got places like Clout Hub that uh, have had a major influx of people in the last little bit. Spreely.com uh, has uh, had a huge influx as well. Lots of new members on those platforms. Now, there are other platforms that I'm part of that also are seeing – Uh, Some improvement in numbers as well, like MeWe and a few other places, but uh, those seem to be the big winners right now. But guess what? (coughs) Excuse me. We're still dependent on – a lot of us are still dependent, I should say. Not all of us, but a lot of us still need those big tech giants in order to connect with those platforms. I am literally starting today, and I know this is not an accident. Starting today, I started having all kinds of trouble on my Google-based phone uh, to connect with Parler. Now, I hadn't had a single single issue with it for 
for months now, months and months and months. I forget exactly how long it is that I've been part of uh, Parlor. And uh, Cloud Hub won't even load up. It keeps telling me that I need an upgrade uh, to the app. I try to do the upgrade, and no up, <laughs> no update can be found. So I, it's this vicious little circle here. I know that somebody at Google playing with that, and I fully suspect that uh, the trouble I had logging in tonight is because oh, here's that uh, conservative guy doing conspiracy stuff, and oh, did you see who his guest star tonight? You know that's going to be nothing but hardcore conservative nonsense. We can't let that out. Well, <clears throat> at least for now, paying for this service means that they have to. But how much longer is that going to be the case? Now, again, I, I've already said this. They, they've got bigger fish to fry. They're not coming after Parler because they want to keep me off of it. They want to keep me from hearing what Devin Nunes has to say. They want to keep me from hearing what Ted Cruz has to say. They they don't want me connecting with uh, anybody from Duck Commander. Uh, and they, You know what I'm talking about here. All these conservative voices that propagate here, they're trying to silence them. Now, I'm sure I'm on several lists. I'm quite certain of it. But I'm also quite certain that I'm pretty far down that list. I'm not a high priority for them. But the point is that they're coming. They, Because of the success of cancel culture, they believe that they're at a point where they can force us out of the public arena. The snowball effect started with the election of Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama. At that point, with him literally telling everybody what his goal was, a fundamental transformation of America, once that happened, and I've said a multitude of times, I believe Barack Obama did get himself elected. He got the most votes on that first campaign. I, I do believe that. Whether he's eligible to hold the office, that's another question, and I don't believe that he won re-election. I believe there was a lot of widespread cheating. I'm convinced of it with everything that I have saw, including a lot of precincts, particularly in Pennsylvania, that came back with people that voted 100 percent for Obama and had 103, 105, 110 percent. Vote totals in comparison to the number of registered voters they had in the precinct. So, you know, that much was proven. So, how much was left that wasn't proven? How much was left that we don't know? So, I'm very well convinced that it was not a legitimate re election, but it, it doesn't matter now. We've moved on. You see, it does matter because that's what allowed them to think that they could get away with cheating. And corrupting the outcome of an election. That's what made them think it was okay for them to cheat for Hillary and to think they had done enough to cheat for Hillary in 2016, only they were shocked that more people showed up to actually vote, and they didn't account for that. They didn't account for how many Americans are finally realizing that 
this is not the way this country is supposed to be. We will not be silenced anymore. We will not set back and be told that we're the bad guys. We will not set back and continue to let us call us racist or bigot or homophobic or Islamophobic or transphobic or whatever naughty, naughty bad word you want to call us yet. Go ahead. Call me a Nazi. Uh, I know it's not true. The people who know me know it's not true. It's become a badge of honor. You people have thrown these words around to the point that they have no power left anyway except for really, really squishy spine people who have no business in public life to begin with. But I digress. We were all tired of being painted like bitter clingers. We were tired of being painted like a basket of deplorables. And are we any less tired of it now? No. We're more tired of it, and the good news is that there's more of us now that are tired of it because there are people that started to say, well, hey, now, wait a minute. I happen to know this guy over here, and he's not a racist. You dare challenge the hive mind? You're one of them. I mean the walkaway movement didn't come out of thin air. It came from reasonable people who had – Believe that, okay, uh, we should try to be nicer to each other. They thought that's what the Democrats stood for, and then they come to realize after applying a little critical thinking, eh, maybe not so much. And several of these people still uh, lean slightly to the left or maybe more than just a little, but they lean to the left in political philosophy, but they still recognize that there should be basic human decency exchanged between people. And they also acknowledge and understand the simple fact that elections in this country should be fair, should be honest, and that should be the goal of everyone involved, not dancing around on the streets because the media proclaims a conclusion when it's not settled until after the Electoral College votes. I'm not a bigot of any kind, and I can sit here behind this microphone. I could turn on the webcam here, and I could broadcast that out over YouTube or Rumble or BitChute. Of course, YouTube would take me down in 15 seconds. I'd still be up fine on the other two, but I could do that all day. And here's, here's the end of the, uh, the story here. What else would you expect me to say? So ultimately, if somebody makes these accusations, the people who know me, people like you find folks in the chat room who've listened to me long enough to hear my arguments about this, that, and the other, to hear me take up for certain people. You've heard me make the statement, sometimes even got mad at me because I didn't phrase it the way I should have probably, and then once I clarified, we were cool. Those of you who know me well enough to know what my general thought process is, you're going to know better. But people who don't know me, they may fall for that. But the question is, do people want to get to the truth anymore? Do people want honesty and fairness anymore? That's where – like I was talking with Ron right there before we ended the first hour today. Or we need a word besides hypocrisy. Hypocrisy isn't a strong enough word to describe the way they behave now. They're out here calling for unity, 
and in the same breath uh, talk about how uh, conservatives need to sit down and shut up. Rashida Tlaib is saying that the people in my district shouldn't be silenced. And you know what, Rashida? You're right. The people in your district shouldn't be, but nor should the people in any other district. Rashida Tlaib, I have agreed with you on almost nothing. But if I could have your word and felt like I could take you at your word, felt like I could believe you, then I would stand by your side on that issue because you are correct. And the only reason that I would hesitate to stand by your side is because I don't think you mean that all people should not be silenced. I think you just mean that the people that agree with me shouldn't be silenced, and we've got enough of that. I have a love for this country. I have an appreciation for the sacrifice that people who came before me made in order for us to have and maintain this nation. I have an amazing amount of wonderment and awe at the framers who put together the Constitution and the founding fathers who built this nation, who un- understood instinctively what the purpose of government was. I have a gratitude for historians who have looked at the history, who have been honest about the history, who have not pulled punches, who have been willing to say, okay, this happened, not so good. But you know what? This happened better than anywhere else in the world. Which one means more in the grand scheme of things? Let's not ignore the bad parts. Let's not pretend like the bad parts didn't happen. Let's not try to erase that part of the history. Let's acknowledge it, keep it center, keep it up front. Not because we're proud of it, but because we need to learn from it, because we need to know that this is where we had made a mistake. We do not want to make those mistakes again. Moving forward together, a shared history, a shared culture, a shared goal down the road. It should not be that difficult of a concept. You should not want to tear down everything that we build in this country because you feel like you're owed something. Try that literally anywhere else in the world. Literally anywhere else in the world. Try it. Go show up. Uh, give a little speech about how you're going to tear everything down because you got to be in charge. Somebody owes you something. Just go ahead. I invite you. I'll sit here and wait for your return. I might be waiting a while depending on where you go to do it. You know, you go somewhere like Cuba or you go somewhere like Venezuela – it might be a long while before we see you again, if ever. Because in America, despite the fact that you're so oppressed, 
You've got more freedom here than you would have literally anywhere else in the world, anywhere else. As someone who loves this country, I also love her people because that's part of what makes this nation great. And I want to see everybody here. And oh yeah, surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, I am not the only person that claims to be conservative that feels this way. I want to see everybody be as successful as they can be. I don't want to see blatant racism on the streets. I don't want to see innocent people coming to harm because someone else is abusing power. That is literally the opposite of what America stands for. It is literally the opposite of what America represents. Well, that's not my experience. That's not my America. Then, then guess what? That's not America. That's you having had a bad experience because you were having to deal with some bad people. Again, notice the difference between the system, you know, systemic stuff. Pay attention to the difference between the system and the people that are trying to manipulate the system. Stop following people who tell you pretty words but never come through with their promises. You give me somebody who talks ugly but keeps their promises, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you that that's somebody that's worthy of paying attention to. And if that ugly talk is still in an effort to bring a message that America should come first, then okay. If you have your focus where the focus needs to be, but you're ready to get stuff done, that means something. Promises can be made real easy, and… There is nothing that paints a prettier promise than that of the the utopia that Marxism promises it will bring you, the utopia that communism purports itself to be. There has never been a more destructive force on this planet to the human spirit and in a total cost of lives. You can't. Build up, and you can't move forward by tearing down a system that has intentionally been built to try to let you succeed. And again, I'll, I will freely admit, yes, terrible days in our past. Yes, we have not lived up to the promises made in our founding documents, but we have – Etched ever so much closer with each passing generation, we have moved closer and closer, and we still have work to do to get there. But you're not going to achieve it by tearing it down and throwing it away. So we've got to stop, and we have to stand together. Not as left or right, not as Christian against heathen. We need to stand together as Americans, and we need to remember what America's basic, most fundamental principle is, and that's liberty. If liberty is the goal, if liberty is what you set out to do and accomplish, then that is where you will end up. You don't need to 
embrace Marxism to seek out liberty because guess what? That's the opposite of where Marxism takes you. If you truly want equality, if you truly want equity, then you should want freedom. You should want liberty, and you cannot build up your liberty at the cost of someone else's. Not if you expect to succeed. All right, it's time to take the mid-hour breaks, and uh, as I play through all that, uh, I would imagine I will make every effort to get in contact with the good sheriff, and uh, hopefully I will have uh, this hour's guest on the line with me uh, when I return. In the meanwhile, you guys don't go anywhere. I will be right back. On January 25, 1974, Ronald Reagan gave his famous Shining City on a Hill speech. He was bitterly opposed to the dark, dim direction our nation was heading. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, time does not permit me to share the Gipper's entire message, but his most inspiring conclusion is itself a message for the ages. And I quote, We cannot escape our destiny, nor should we try to. The leadership of the free world was thrust upon us two centuries ago in that little hall of Philadelphia. In the days following World War II, when the economic strength and power of America was all that stood between the world and the return to the Dark Ages, Pope Pius XII said, The American people have great genius for splendid and unselfish actions. Into the hands of America, God has placed the destinies of an afflicted mankind. We are indeed, we are today, the last best hope of mankind on earth. Today, our republic is embroiled in a war between those on the political left who literally want to recast her as one nation under China and mob rule, and today's re-founding fathers who seek to reestablish our exceptional nation way of life with true liberty and justice for all. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after that very, uh, well, it was extended break uh, for some of you because of the technical glitch. But uh, for a lot of you, uh, it was a very short break for me because I was trying to work through all that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to uh, you to join me in welcoming to the show uh, one of America's most famous and beloved lawmen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the first time, uh, Sheriff Joe Aparo. Uh Sheriff, uh, first of all, thank you so much for uh, joining in this, this joining us this evening. Uh, I certainly appreciate you taking some of your time out. And of course, you got a, a relatively new book out, and uh, want to talk about that uh, here in a little bit. But before we jump into anything else, I would really love to get your first town take of on the ground in Arizona. Your thoughts about uh, how this uh, 2020 election has played out, uh, particularly uh, in the race for the White House. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I, I'm really concerned about the uh, president uh, uh, who I introduced July 2015 when nobody would actually get on a stage. Uh, but I did, and I uh, made three predictions. One was there's a silent majority, and number two, we're born on the same day, Flag Day. And number three, I, point, I looked in his eyes, and I said, you're going to be our next president. Uh, so... From that day on, I've been uh, uh, supporting him, and he's the only hero I've had in my life. Uh, so you know how I'm feeling today about what's going on across our nation and the presidential race. Uh, he's a winner. Uh, I just hope he can pull this thing out through the courts. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be tough, uh, but I'm sure he's right about the fraud not going to get into my elections regarding that matter. Uh, so right here in Arizona, I think he's uh, behind maybe 12 to 15,000 votes. Uh, very close in Arizona, same way there. he's close in other states in our country. And I believe he got about 71 million people that voted for him. The other guy, Biden, I think I got 74 million. So at least the president shows across our nation he's got big support. That's the record is 74 around there that Biden got. And the second record, second place, is the president with, with over 70 million votes. So you understand the people want him, but sometimes politics plays into it. Sometimes uh, dirty games are played and uh, – a lot of people don't want him to be, again, the president because they know he's doing a great job and they can't control him. So um, we're all praying that uh, he can pull this one out. And Arizona is in the mix, uh, but he's already uh, allegedly won uh, with Pennsylvania and Nevada. Uh, but I hope he's successful 
in the uh, court situations. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, Sheriff, uh, again, I want to uh, thank you so much for joining us, but I also want to take a moment to recognize it is Veterans Day, and you yourself uh, are a veteran. Uh, you've served this country in multiple capacities. So thank you uh, for everything that you've done uh, for us, not just in law enforcement, uh, but uh, in literally everything. Uh, you've got a really uh, outstanding resume for anybody who wants to take a, a look at it. You have dedicated your entire life to serving uh, your community, either at a local level or serving the entire country. So uh, I want to thank you for everything you've done before we transition to talking about the book a little bit. So thank you, sir. Well, literally for yeah, everything. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you. But uh, uh, I, uh, one thing you didn't mention was my assignments overseas. Uh, and those are mm -hmm. very important. Uh, they sort of laid the foundation for me to run for sheriff many, many years later. Uh, I was a cop in Washington and a cop in uh, Vegas, uh, but my big career was with the Bureau of Narcotics, now known as the Drug Enforcement Administration, and I started out as an agent in Chicago, married my wife in Chicago, Ava, uh, at the same time, 1957, and then I got assigned to Turkey, Syria, all those hot countries, uh, Worked undercover one day and had to wear a hat to meet the prime minister since I'm the only guy who was there to break up the opium and the French connection. Uh, so I had very interesting situations. Uh, but then I also was a regional director in Mexico, South and Central America. And you know the hot spot that is. So I was there in two hot spots, Turkey and Mexico. Uh, in my federal career, plus I was in charge of many other offices. Uh, by the way, I joined the Army uh, when the Korean War broke out. I'm a big, big fan of veterans. I took care of the veterans in jail. I mean, they weren't treated that much special, but they, I recognize them. I've been across the country raising money for veterans uh, to help them. So I'm a big, big fan of our military, our veterans, and law enforcement. And let me tell you this much. I've been with the president many times, introducing him to many crowds. When you're with somebody, sometimes you get an idea what the character is. I'm going to tell you right now, he loves the cops, he loves the veterans, he loves the military, and, of course, he loves our country. But I bring that out. There's been some criticism against him by certain people regarding the military. He's a big supporter of the military. And when they want to take us out of context, even if it was said, I'm not going to say what they made a big issue. I don't believe he said it. But you know what I'm talking about. They all try to destroy him over certain things he may have said about uh, some of our veterans. So I'm saying it right now. He loves the veterans and the military and law enforcement. And I served in all those capacities. So I know when someone is BSing me and not. So I wanted to get that straight. And that's not the only thing they went after him on. 
And I like it when he goes and meet with Putin and the rocket guy in Korea. Because, <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you why. Because what's wrong with it? What's wrong going in the back no. room privately? Because if he goes in there, if he goes to the toilet, they're going to leak it anyway. Everything he does ends up in a newspaper. I can't believe it, how that happens. But when I was the director of Mexico, after G. Gordon Liddy and I, on Operation Intercept on the Nixon two-week uh we uh, just about closed the border, and they hated me. The attorney general would come to my house. I fed him my wife's blueberry pie and whiskey. I got more done with whiskey and blueberry pie. And Noriega, I worked with him. I knew he was playing both sides. I just say that the, the president is very clever. He knows how to negotiate, mm-hmm. and it's nothing wrong with meeting with these guys. But they try to destroy them, these politicians and generals, and you have it. They don't really, either they don't know or they're just trying to make his job tough. So they ought to commend him because we haven't had any problems overseas. He's bringing guys back, you know, men and women back. So that's the way I feel. I, and just to make it clear, I, I absolutely agree with everything you said. I, I, I firmly agree with you. My chuckle was at your reference to Rocket Man because I, I actually haven't heard anybody uh, call him that in just a little bit. But uh, you reminded me of uh, the media and their attack. Uh, yeah, I, it is uh, shameful, the attacks that they have made, simply because they want power and they're afraid that uh, Donald Trump – means what he says when he said he was going to drain the swamp because he clearly meant everything else of what he said. So uh, I I fully appreciate your full-hearted defense of Donald Trump, and uh, I had not mentioned your service in that capacity yet because I was going to tie that into discussion about the new book, uh, which is – Excuse me. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, the the title of the book itself is An American Legend, the Fascinating and Untold True Life Story of America's Most Beloved Crime Fighter. That, of course, being you, sir. Uh, there's a lot of things that the average American has no clue, uh, no idea of the things that you've done. And I was going to try and tie in your work in Mexico in particular as far as your understanding of why it's so important to have control of our southern border and have control of who is moving in and out and how much crime actually takes place there and why that was a big part of what you did at that point in time. Well, well, thank you for those comments. I want to just mention, though, David Thomas Roberts, you know, he – is the publisher, and he assisted me in writing the book. And, of course, my dear friend Ted Nugent, I don't know if you remember him. He's a patriot and says some nice things about me. Uh, But Defiance Press, great name that uh, David has, um, were strong enough, willing to help me with this book and put it out. This is a book that's, by the way, I stand by 100%. Because since I was born, I, for some reason, going to high school, playing ball, all the way up to now, I have kept records of everything in my life. Believe that. So nobody can say that I got a phony book out because I can back it up by documentation. I was very careful about that. So when you talk about Mexico, yeah, I uh, 
uh, I talked about my uh, DEA days, head of uh, Mexico and Latin America. So then here comes uh, later years, I became the sheriff. I ran in 1992 when I was 60. And by the way, I'm the longest serving sheriff in the history of Maricopa County, Arizona. I wonder how I survived for 24 years. Uh, but I did. And uh, naturally, my job with the federal drug enforcement was lock up all the dope peddlers, especially overseas, to keep the drugs from coming into our country. Okay, At, in those days, I didn't know how to spell immigration. Nobody cared about Im- illegal immigration. It picked up steam later on, especially when I was a sheriff around 2006 when two state laws were passed and there's a big crackdown on illegal immigration. And being the elected sheriff, I decided to take it on. And we locked up thousands and thousands and thousands of people coming through my county, which is the third largest in the country, and I enforced the illegal immigration laws, although a couple of judges didn't like that, or the Obama administration, because they charged, it took them eight years to charge me with something. All they could come up with was contempt of court. Contempt of court, same as a dog bite charge. So I cracked down on businesses and those coming in. And I run the jails. And I'll tell you one thing, uh, we also had our program in the jails. Anybody that's booked in, we find out that they're here illegally and turn them over to the government. Just before I left, I did a survey, and 10,000 were turned over to ICE from my jails. And guess what? 33% had come back many times to the same jails. So, And these are serious criminals. So... Figure that one out. That was under Obama. The only uh, reason could be they let them out. And they're, they're out committing crimes over and over again. So that's a problem. That was a big breakdown uh, in this uh, fight against illegal immigration. Where's Congress? Every time they go after me, I always say, I'm enforcing a law. If you don't like it, change it. Still to this day. After all these years, Congress still hasn't had the guts to address this issue, either change the law, pass new laws, or at least say we agree with the current laws. Where are they? Even now, nobody's talking about it except the president, Trump. So it's a political, it's an international, and law enforcement problem. It's still there. And uh, unfortunately, I have a gut feeling we're going to go backwards now if the uh, president, current president doesn't get uh, reelected. People are for open borders. They come in here. They're not all uh, bad guys and gals that come in. They're violating the law, but they're trying to find a job. On the other hand, many are coming in there are bad guys, bad guys crossing that border and committing crimes all over the place. So that border is critical. It was way back then when I was uh, in the federal government. It's still there. And politics seems to get into the picture 
over and over and over again. So we have to commend the current president. He's been trying very hard on the wall. I'm not against the wall, but I'll tell you one thing why I'm not against the wall. It's not because of just illegal immigration. Where do you think all the drugs are coming in? When elected officials want to get uh, reelected, they run to the wall, stand in front of the chicken wire fence. We must build a wall. We uh, must stop illegal immigration. It's only President Trump in later years has mentioned, hey, you got drugs coming across. Why don't they talk about the drugs destroying our country? No, it's always illegal immigration because that was what was prevalent in the media and everybody was talking about illegal immigration. And another thing that amuses me, they all say, oh, the smuggling across the border. Let's do that. And then they say, then we will look into the problem in the interior because they don't want to lock anybody up in the interior. Like I locked up, I think, 200,000 at least. No, they blame the wall. You know, everybody knows you're never going to complete or, or, uh, or stop people from coming across. They're still going to come across. But that's a cop-out. Do that first because they don't want to do what I did is arrest the illegals that are here illegally. And one thing that puzzles me and I'm going to bring up this birth certificate, which nobody in history wants to talk about. And uh, I don't have a smoking gun. I got a smoking cannon that this is a fake document. Now, I've locked up thousands and thousands and thousands of people with fake documents. Social Security, driver's licenses, government documents, illegal immigrants. They all go to jail, for not just for being here illegally. Most of my arrests uh, were pursuant to other crimes, not just being here illegally. And yet, I, to segue, I go after another fake document. It just happens to be the former president, but nobody wants to touch that. So I look at all my history, how the dots are connected, and uh, what a shame of what's going on because of some politicians and the media, the fake media, that perpetuates this whole yes. problem. Yes, sir. I, I am so sorry. We are really out of time, but I, I tell you what, sir, I would very much love to have you back on again sometime and continue this conversation. Uh, I'll definitely be reaching out. Uh, thank you so much again. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate everything that you yeah, have go done to, go, go, and, to Am- uh, go to Amazon and get this book, then you'll learn what's going on. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Bye. All Bye. right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that, of course, was Sheriff Joe Aparo. And uh, I got to tell you, I, 
couldn't cut him off, wasn't about to, so we're running a little long. If uh, any of you guys out there can still hear me, I, I hope you're listening. Going to have to do some editing, and we'll do some edit- And I really am going to have him back on again soon because I had no idea he was going to be so gung-ho to be on as long as he wanted to. But that is fantastic. I do have a link in the show description that will take you to the website to help buy the book that is not at Amazon. I looked on Amazon earlier and could not find it yet. Maybe it's up there now. I certainly hope so. Uh, I'll definitely be looking to do that as well. In the meanwhile, guys, I'm going to have to leave it there. Uh, thank you so much for being here, everybody uh, who has, especially Bigfoot, uh, Bringing a Boy, Suzette, uh, Chief. Thank you all. Uh, sorry about the little glitch. Freaking internet just conked out on me, and then all of a sudden, as I was reconnecting, it didn't want to connect fast. Uh, just awesome. In the meanwhile, guys. Just remember, whatever else you take away from uh, the discussion this evening, don't take my word for any of it. You go you go out there and you use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, you know, be smart, even if it goes against your nature. Uh, that's it for now. I will be back Friday night. At least that's the plan. I uh, hope to see you then. Good night, everybody.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.